What's up, my people? None of my people. It's me, and it's the Nappy Baby Podcast. And I have a special, special guest this special. week. She's special. So far, she's been really cool. She's a really dope individual. Her name is Michaela, and she is from Buffalo, New York. She moved down here, you know what I'm saying? And I'm connecting, and we connecting. We out here, you know what I'm saying? We got a purpose, and we out here fulfilling our purpose. So tell me about yourself. Well... I'm Michaela, like she said, from Buffalo, New York, born and raised. I've been in Dallas for about a year, a little over a year now. Um, I'm just an all-around creative person. Um, I own my own magazine. I'm the founder and editor of Subculture Magazine. If you want to follow it on Instagram, subculture.magazine, I'd rather you follow that than me. Um, And yeah, (laughs) I like... (laughs) And yeah, I just, I love supporting my people. My magazine is truly about supporting black and brown creatives, uplifting, elevating, all of that. Um, Subculture is my baby. And we on a little hiatus, but we back at it now that we're back in our groove and back in our confidence. So I'm so happy to be here. Yes, you got a little, you know, minor setback for a major, major comeback. 100%. So what inspires Subculture? So, um... When I was in college, I went to school for fashion. I got my degree in fashion merchandising, but I had really wanted to work in magazines. Like I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be like, I wanted to style photo shoots. I wanted to creative direct. I wanted to do a lot of things with print journalism because I really loved it. Um, but when I looked to different publications, I didn't see people who looked like us, even like me, like plus size black woman. Um, I didn't see people who look like me, even behind the scenes. Like, I didn't see a lot of people in the industry, but it's like, I was like, at first Subculture was just supposed to be a blog. I was just going to start a website, but it's like, that's not what I want. I want to work in magazines. So I said, I'm going to start a magazine. And I was like, I was super scared because it's like a, a magazine. Like, I don't know two things about how to even do a magazine but it's like shit I know I'm talented I know I know people like I got people around me I know photographers I know models I know writers I know musicians I know artists like those are the people who inspire me so that's who you know helped me you know put it all together so that's kind of where it came from see I like how you you knew you had the resources Mm -hmm. and you utilize them you know what I'm saying like people they be scared to ask their friends, like, yeah, I know a nigga, but I'm going to get it on my own. I'm going to get it out the mud. And it's just like, why? Yeah, if like. they're around, like, use them. Hell yeah. And I, I would be nothing without the people who helped me on both my issues. Um, shout out to my first uh, issue photographer, Monet Jeffries. She shot the first cover. Like, that's who really just helped me get it off the ground as far as that inspiration that motivation because a lot of it was really just me being scared and very fearful because you just like you know who gonna rock with it who gonna love it who gonna hate it like you so concerned about who isn't going to be mm. there instead of the people a who word. just gonna show up a word and that's you, you know and it, it took it took me a really long time to release because of that but it's like so many people i don't know why i had all that fear because even when i first started it like people was like i want to be a part like People were shooting, people was making art and doing all types of stuff for it. And it's just like, I don't even know why I was worried. Because when I had that launch party, it was close to 100 people that came mm. to see me. Mm. Probably more. Just going in and out. Like, I just remember that feeling and nothing will replace that. But it's for our people, 100%. And 
I would say with my podcast that mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that with me being consistent and me showing how much I fuck with my shit mm-hmm. has made people pay more attention. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he be just going, I'm going to just keep putting it in your face. You know, if you ain't tapped in, you're going to eventually want to see what's going on over here, you know what I'm saying, with Nappy Hippie, with my consistency. Period. You love consistency. Right. Can't do nothing without it. You know what I'm saying? I want consistent uh, money. I want my bitch to be consistent. Why the fuck I ain't being consistent with my shit? I'm half-assing with my shit. You can't. It don't make no sense. Not if you want success. I mean, you could be inconsistent, but you must not want it to be as big as you want it to be if you uh, remain in that way. And that's how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? I had like a realization of that. You know what I'm saying? Because I got people rooting for me and I ain't even got, I ain't jump shit. So I'm like, okay, imagine the people that would be rooting for me, you know what I'm saying, supporting once I have shit. Drop the shirts, Mel. You know what I'm saying? Drop drop the shorts. They're coming. Summer's here. We need them. (laughs) The hoochie daddies need them. (laughs) (laughs) No, no cow, no cow. Um, so I know you talked about it um, a little bit earlier, but what is subculture? What is subculture as far as what, like, as a publication or, like, why I named it that? Like, there's so much that goes into that question. Okay, we can start over. Why, why did you name it subculture? Okay, so the, basically the definition of sub, the word subculture is literally a culture within a culture, Right. So think about the importance of black creatives. We literally, black people make the culture, but black creatives, they are the culture within our big, broad culture. We literally influence the world. Black musicians, black artists, black stylists, black photographers, black models, black women. Black women. Black women, we are the So we are the subculture, you feel me? the most important, the most influential of mm-hmm. them all. Right. And so when I, because I had a whole different name. <laughs> it's so it? crazy. I ain't, I ain't telling it. <laughs> it's like I'm not using it for something else because I'm like, okay. I got a little other things going on. I'm like, I'm going to save it for something else. But um, it was in a song and for the life of me, I don't remember the song. It was just on the, it was just on, I'm in the car and I was like, damn, I just heard that word, and I'm like, subculture magazine. And I went home, I looked up the definition, I'm like, exactly. (laughs) That's what we are. Like, this is for black creatives, and that's what we are. We are the subculture of the culture. Right. I just, it was just one of the best things I ever thought of. (laughs) 100%. That's what's up. There's, um, like, a lot of people goals or... Like, okay, Nappy Hippie. Nappy Hippie came out of the blue. I, I knew I wanted a brand, and I wanted my brand to be a part of Arkansas. I wanted people to know. And the shit I was coming up with, I was like, nah. Like, I think it was like A-Vision, and it was going to be like an A that Arkansas Okay, did. okay. <clears throat> and then I was like, no, nah, I can do something a little bit more. And then I got the tattoo, mm-hmm. and I was just like, what, what would I name it? You know what I'm saying? I want, when people see it, they'll, they'll get what it means. Like, I want... The name correlates with my logo, you know what I'm saying? So, um, Nappy Hippie, Nappy, you know, black, so Nappy, <laughs> and then Hippie, and, you know, free spirit, and Huey, he did his thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I, we do our thing. I, I really love that we do what the fuck we want. And I feel like people hate that. Oh, like rules, we bend them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and people hate that because they're not comfortable enough to do that, I guess. I mean, I feel the exact same way. Like, one, I will say about your brand, the name. I like that you put the word nappy because growing up, like, being nappy was negative. Like, my mom specifically, like, hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> She um, she was like, "Girl, your hair is so nappy," and it's always that negative <laughs> connotation of like, but it's like that shit lit when you think about it. Like, think about all the care and love that goes into nappy hair, though. Right. When you want to get it into a, I guess, more manageable state, but you have to care for your hair like so preciously. Like, I feel like once I went natural, that I was telling her like a few days ago. Once I went natural. That's the most. That's the most consistent journey I have ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah. When I tell you, because the care, because then I started experimenting with color on my natural hair because I was like, damn, like I'm wearing a twist out and a two strand twist, and I'm like, shit, let me throw some color in here, and the care, the oiling, the the twisting, the the detangling with your fingers, the drying, like yeah. everything is just like all for our nappy hair, child. You know what I'm saying? And like I see our hair like a plant. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we got to water it mm -hmm. and uh, talk to it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, <clears throat> to mold it to what we want it to be. It's our crown. You know what I'm saying? You want it to sit a certain way, you got to treat it a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Give it certain attention. Washing it this amount of time, making sure it's oil. You know what I'm saying? Like, people's hair becomes oily when they don't touch it. It's kind of like if a towel is wet and you don't touch it, it dries, mm -hmm. not <laughs> wet. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm a little slow to it. No, no, no. I'm a little slow. No, like white people hair. I know. <laughs> like, they say, I know. they just be crazy, though. When it get oily, ain't it weird how it get all stringy? I know. They wash this every backwards. day, though. That's they wash that shit every day. I don't know. But you ever seen it when they don't wash it? It's tough. It's tough. Like, I be like, you know. You just be like, they shit ain't washed. You just right. know. With a black person, you, you really it can't. Yeah, and it be like stringy and like it be looking clumpy and just. <laughs> you know, it already just be like. Right. But it be like, I don't know. It just be like. Stiff as hell. Yeah, like. Yeah, shout out to Nappy Hippie though. For sure. Drop the shorts, Melody. They coming, they coming. Drop them. So, what is the goal with subculture? You know, it's literally to just put people on one thing i said when i first started you know when people trying to grow their brand specifically in that realm of like fashion um models photographers like they specifically like to go to different magazines after and things like that and like sometimes they be like well i never shot for a magazine you shot for my magazine my magazine count just as much as vogue just as much as any of these magazines that's how i look at it mm -hmm. and you went really hard the work is still really fire to take this on like i feel like i have people who still to this day say you know subculture open doors for them like and that's always what i wanted to put my people on to elevate them to get them where they gotta go if i gotta be that first step to launch you i'm more than happy to do that a hundred percent right so it's just like the goal is to forever just keep putting people on, mm -hmm. keep putting people spreading on. the wealth. Yes, I got That's like literally, I've made connections with people as far as like they might have met a photographer, might have met a model on set with me, mm -hmm. and now they work together like a lot, like things like that, like making connections and spreading that 
spreading the networking around. We we love that. So yeah. that's always the goal. To it's just definitely keep it. the goal. And it's like keeping it in the family, if you know what I mean. You, you know, know what, what I mean. We all family. And so that's actually why <clears throat> I started this podcast. Uh, my first episode, I explained that um, I just want locals, you know, to come on my show and just tell me about themselves and their brand and where they came from and where they're going with it. And then hopefully the right person sees it, you know, invest in them. That's really all it is. We just spreading the wealth. Literally. Spreading the love, you know what I'm saying? Because we are all alike. Like we, we are family. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find our people within, you know, A 100%. 100%. Um, what made you bring your creativity to Dallas? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. When I was back home... I was, like, a lot of my friends are just, you know, creative. A lot of people I just roll with, um, they do something cool. Like, everybody back home that I hang with just does something, like, amazing. Like, every single person. And it's just, like, when I moved here, which is why I feel like I've been on, like, a creative hiatus, in a sense, is, like, I didn't have that sense of community. And I feel like, you know, I have my friends here. Like, don't get me wrong, love them to death. And even they're, you know, they're creative. But, like, I feel like we all, like, was getting on our feet and I'm trying to figure out my life you know this is my first time away from home and I feel like I was just focused on like finding me and becoming this new version of me that I love so much which is why I gotta keep subculture going because this version of Michaela ain't created an issue yet you know what I'm saying and I just I'm real excited for it because it's just like I know like my ideas and everything I'm just less scared this go around but and now that I'm in Dallas like I think this year you know this next year I'm really going to dedicate it to like putting myself out there and getting to know more people in the black uh creative community or just the black community overall I feel like Dallas is a big like business owners or entrepreneur city I will say that um so I'm still in search of that true creative community because you know I need my I need my musicians I need my like my poets I need my photographers my aspiring models my established models like I need all of that so it's like I really want to put more into that. So, we in Dallas with it now. We in Dallas with it now. <laughs> Literally. I moved I here it. a year ago in like two days. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just getting started. I played. I was, you know what I'm saying, experiencing life my first year. But now it's time to get it in. We can't fault you for it. Like, sometimes, like, I think people... If you take a break from doing any of your art, you are still an artist. I tell people that all the time. So, like, if you painted one year ago and you ain't paint since then, you are still very much so that artist. No matter how long the break is, because if you get back to it, like, come on now, you're immediately that artist again. Like, I don't look at it as, you know, you took a break. Like, you just was fucking living. You was still being an artist during all that time. You still sat down to, like, say, I'm going to start a podcast or I'm going to keep pushing my brand. Like... It's still, like, at the forefront of your mind. Even when it's not getting done, you're still thinking about it. Right. So that artistic, that creativity, I feel like it it never left you, even when we was on our break. Because we back to it. Ain't no more breaks. We all gas. (laughs) You feel me? Literally. I like that. Literally. So what is your end goal with subculture? To never have an end goal. (laughs) 
<laughs> there is no ending. <laughs> there is no end. I don't think I'll ever like stop fighting for something more. Mm. Um, with subculture, like yeah, subculture. We do print magazines now, and we. I want. I wish I could keep that going forever, like that. But it's like I want to branch off and do even more, like sub brands and like all of that. Like one of my other goals, like I really want to start an agency for plus size um, black models. Like I don't know. That's been, like, a long-term dream of mine, like, since, like, early college days when I was, like, on my fashion students association, like, executive board. Um, I just was like, damn. I think that would be so cool. And I love, like, certain models now. I see more of an influence for plus-size women. But, like, under the subculture brand, like, it, it all makes sense. Like, for me, I just want to keep putting people on in any way I can. Right. Like, I feel like I owe it to my, to the community. Like... I want to create generational wealth for myself and, you know, my family. But, like, it's cool as fuck when you could create it for other people's families, too, right? Yeah. Like, or you could help, you know, in the slightest of ways. Like, you never know. You never know. So, like, my, my end goal is to never have an end goal. I always want more of mine. Yeah. You want to live forever. <laughs> I do. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, cut my shit short. Right. You know? I want somebody else to come in and even if I can't, like, I trust somebody else to come take it over, whether it be my family, like, my kids or something, like, I don't know, I don't want it to stop, if that's the, if that could be my end goal for it to never end. (laughs) And I definitely, um, agree with you, like, I have Live Forever tatted on me, um, and that's just, my legacy will live forever. Things that I did, you know what I'm saying, things that I'm doing is building up to influence others for them to pass on that information. And You know what I'm saying? We all just blessed and living good, and we're just going to keep passing it on because, you know, my last episode was about generational trauma and wealth and knowledge, and the more we know and not gatekeep that information to give out, Generations will know, and generations will have the confidence of using that information to their dreams and things like that. Because we all just are here, just trying to make a living and enjoy it while we're here. Yeah, and I think that's like, like the pressure of creating generational wealth. Sometimes though, is like your desire to live, but like you, like damn, like am I living too much? Am I, am I actually able, like, am I going to be the one to make that change for my family? It's like that pressure is just like undeniable in my opinion, like. Is it going to be me? Like, I want it to be me. Like, I feel like, I don't know if it's like this for you and your family, but I feel like I'm a little bit of a curse breaker, if that makes sense. Like, I'm doing a lot of things differently than a lot of people in my family. Um, Whether it be, like, me moving from, moving out of Buffalo and just, you know, doing my thing as far as, like, you know, I work in tech. But, like, I also, you know, I have my creative thing, and I just don't, I won't let it die no matter what. Like, this career shit, that's cool, but it's just, like, I know I have a, a bigger purpose because, right. like, I'm telling you, if somebody told me right now, they would just take over all my bills and shit like that and, like, quit your job, I would quit that's immediately. Right, like, literally, creative. like, you know what I'm, yeah, it's like, if I could do that, like, I would. But it's like, I'm working to fund a dream right now until, yeah. I, until my dream can fund my life. I got to do it that way, but, you know, I got to remember, sometimes you got to put in them after hours, and, you know, sometimes I'll be choosing outside, 
when I should <laughs> when I should be choosing my business. But you know, yeah, I won't fault myself for living. I really won't because we already put enough pressure on ourselves as Black people. So um, it's just all about that prior prioritization and that consistency, like. Um, finding that routine, like, I'm going to do this every morning, I'm going to do this in the afternoon, and on this day, I'll take a break, or, you know, I feel like once you find your routine of the balance, I feel like then you, you could conquer anything at that That's what I've been working on, like, literally everything she just said, I've been working on with a routine, and staying consistent with my brand, and like I, like I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, like, just enjoying and studying the progress you know what i'm saying like okay what can i do better next time and just but always working on your brand or working on your yourself you know what i'm saying just staying consistent with yourself and make it, make it easier to stay consistent with your dreams i agree with that 100 percent. and that's what i was supposed to be telling y'all so <laughs> i've been consistent doing this yoga this intermittent fasting and push-ups and i lost 14 pounds yes period I lost- 14 pounds, y'all. There's a loss on my phone. But they just enjoying life, so you know what I'm saying? We're good. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm supposed to tell y'all, man. Oh, it feels really good. Shout out to Melanie and her consistency and her routine, okay? It gets you results. Especially, and you wasn't even looking. Like, you know what I'm saying? You wasn't, yeah. you was just, you was just getting yourself aligned and shit. Just getting yourself in order. <laughs> and you just, and look at it, provided you some results. Right. And that's that's literally what consistency does for you. And, like, I just, she has a scale, so I was just like, bro, I'm going to just get on this hole. Because I'd be walking past it. I was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to just go ahead and step up on it. Because, like, I ain't been away since April 10th. So, I just be doing my thing. I just have a routine and I just do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not looking for results or anything. I do feel good and I do feel like I look good. I ain't got my shirt on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, just trusting the progress. And, you know what I'm saying, just going off that, like, okay, me being consistent, this is going to be something that I just normally do now, and it benefits me. Mm-hmm. Me stretching every morning and shit, like, that's, that benefits me. It benefits my days. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. But you should follow her on her social medias. Oh. Subculture.key, K-E-Y. Mm-hmm. And subculture.magazine and check out the bio at subculturemag.com to get your issue. Digital only because we sold out a print, unfortunately. You I'm can't sorry, get them doing nowhere. It like that. You can't get them nowhere, but you can get a digital. They're only $5. Support a black-owned business. Support a black-owned <laughs> business. You know what I'm saying? Have some, well, they digital now, but you could have had a nice little setup nice. in the living room. You yeah, know it's, what I'm not, it's a nice coffee it's table piece. It is. It really is. She's not lying. Yeah, I know it's mine, but it's that fire. And that's subculturemag.com. Subculturemag.com. You know what I'm saying? And this is episode 15 of the Nappy Podcast. 15. We had a blood this episode. I had a guest, so I could smoke. You know what I'm saying? talk and take a break you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it worked out perfect these walls i'm trying to love on them but i know like i'm like, trying to stay calm you hear me? i'm trying to stay calm <laughs> <laughs> like i'm gonna say just don't touch them and it works so i just don't be worried about it well y'all hope y'all have a beautiful weekend it's beautiful enjoy the sun y'all we black get outside. this is our medicine get like, outside get outside enjoy yourself smoke a blunt 
Take a shot. <laughs> Drink some water. Uh-oh. Please She's hydrated. sponsor me. She's, oh yeah. What is it, Vita Coco? Yeah. Yeah. I really love her. Send her some. <laughs> Send her some. Come on now. Y'all got some little waters to spare. Send her some. All right. And some coins. Yeah. Some coins. Yeah. Because yeah. if niggas start, just... if they're out of stock because of me, bitch, yeah. I, I want need my pieces. <laughs> Not I, w- <laughs> I want my pieces, okay? Not greedy. You know what I'm saying? We're all out here trying to get it. <laughs> but I'm going to see y'all next week. Peace. It wasn't that baby shit. It wasn't that baby. It wasn't that baby shit.